Welcome to CollegeCast for pharmacy practice news, views and updates brought to you by the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. Join us to find out about tips and tools for immediate benefit to your practice and learn about current practice topics and innovations driving the future of pharmacy. Welcome to episode 6 of CollegeCast. In this episode we have Brock Dale with us. Brock Dale is a clinical pharmacist with a specialty in mental health, working within Lakes District Health Board, Rotorua Hospital. His current role includes acute inpatient work, as well as a caseload of patients within the Mental Health Service for Older Persons team, where his main focus is on medicines individualisation and optimisation. Recently, he has won the New Zealand Hospital Pharmacist of the Year at the National Pharmacy Awards and is about to head overseas to present some of his work at the International Conference on Clinical Pharmacy, New Innovations in Clinical Pharmacy, which is being held in Zurich this year. Welcome, Brock. Now, you registered as a pharmacist just a very few short years ago. Can you tell me about your career path so far? Yeah, absolutely. So, I graduated from Otago University in... 2014 with my um, Bachelor of Pharmacy um, and then after that I moved into do my internship at the Antidote Pharmacies in Dunedin in 2015 and then straight after that I got a phone call from Rotorua Hospital which is where I did my um, pharmacy placement um, in hospital during um, school and they said do you want to come and work for us and I said yeah that would be awesome so I jumped ship and moved up to Rotorua um, and started working in the hospital there. And then since then, um, I started working on this mental health service, and I now work within the inpatient and outpatient mental health teams at Rotorua Hospital. Um, and I do a few odd things on the side as well. So I'm also part of the um, NZHPA Mental Health Subcommittee, and I do a bit of lecturing um, at the local polytech on mental health pathophysiology and psychopharmacology as well. Now you've been in the mental health side of things in Rotorua Hospital for at least a couple of years now. How did you decide to move into that area? Um, it's always something that I kind of had a thought that, I'd, that it was like an area that I wanted to work in. Um, and I did the majority of my internship in South Dunedin where we had a lot of mental health patients coming through the community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it was, where I kind of cemented that, yep, this is what I wanted to do. Um, and then the job at Rotorua Hospital came up um, to develop a mental health service, and I thought, yeah, this is this is awesome. And I started it, and I and I loved it. And you have developed a mental health clinical service at Lakes DHB at, at Rotorua Hospital. Yeah. In order to develop a new service, a gap or a need would have needed to be identified. So, what were the areas of need that led to the service being developed? Um. It was kind of easy, really, because the mental health services kind of asked for help. Um, there was snippets of information that were coming through the hospital uh, reporting systems um, to suggest that clinicians and patients as well um, kind of needed help and guidance with um, with appropriate medicines use. And they were looking at reviewing the service anyway, and were looking at other DHBs. And, and most other DHBs have a pharmacy service within within mental health as well. So it kind of started from there, but. I suppose in a broad sense, the kind of main areas that needed input were kind of medicines-related areas, rational and patient-centric um, medicines, individualization and optimization is what we call it at the hospital. Um, to try and work on readmission rates, 
um, and as well as that com some communication between um, inpatient and outpatient services with, with regards to medicines as well. And what research was conducted, if there was any conducted, to identify some of these additional needs? Yeah, I did lots of kind of um, information gathering and stuff. So we did quite a few audits on both prescribing and administration of medicines. So we were looking at um, doctors and nurses and, and kind of identifying areas of need there. Um, but also um, to kind of make the service really successful, I decided that um, I needed to make the service something that both patients and, and clinicians wanted instead of kind of um, just charging on and saying this is what we're going to do. So I actually ran workshops with um, both clinicians and patients as well as whānau um, to kind of tease out exactly what type of service that they would want and what they think they would benefit from. And then once I'd gathered all that information, I, um, I put my heads together with um, some other people from within the service and, and came up with exactly what we wanted to do. And were the workshops well received? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was because, um, because pe people were then, then realising that actually, hey, this is what pharmacy can offer. And, um, and it's just like another, another piece of the puzzle to, to really improve patient outcomes, really. And from this research, you formulated six objectives. And these were to reduce medication errors within the acute inpatient mental health unit, to encourage rational medicine use by prescribing staff and nursing staff, provide a comprehensive patient-centric medicines optimization and individualization service, to improve the communication and implementation of medicine management plans when patients move from inpatient to outpatient care, to promote the importance of maintaining physical as well as mental health, and to provide up-to-date education around medicines use and the mental and mental health conditions to all clinicians within the mental health service. At the conclusion of this project, which I believe was one year, would you say you met these objectives? Yeah, it was roughly one year, and I think I think we did, to be honest. Um, but it took a lot of hard work and perseverance, and things fell over and. And then we reworked them and stuff like that. But no, I think we did manage to meet all of these objectives. So, um, so the medication errors were drastically reduced to almost nil, actually. Wow. Um, and I think that this was done just through my presence or having a clinical pharmacist on the inpatient unit. Having that second check on medication charts for both prescribers and nurses is just really valuable. Mm -hmm. um, and also it involved things like medicines reconciliation on admission and discharge, regular chart review attendance at ward rounds, um, at multidisciplinary team meetings and for patient reviews as well, which which the unit had just never had before. Mm. Um, <clears throat> one of the most exciting things that we managed to do, or I managed to do was um, I provided a um, educational workshop series for both nurses and prescribers, which focused on the PRN use of medicines or the as required use of medicines for um, agitation and aggression. Um, so we did like this baseline audit and we found that um, documentation of outcomes, so what actually happened when you administered a medicine was lacking and so we were unable to kind of tailor therapy, um, particularly for medicines that weren't working for people. Um, so with the educational series um, and this new way of documentation, which was just by a simple intervention of using a, 
a sticker which kind of forced nurses to document the outcome of using a medication, we were able to um, reduce restraint and seclusion events by quite a substantial amount, mm -hmm. which is awesome for patients if they don't have to go through that. Um, and I'm actually heading off to Switzerland tomorrow to present that particular aspect of this project um, at a conference, which is um, a conference on new innovations in clinical pharmacy. So that's quite exciting. Exciting indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and the other thing that, the other main kind of bit, um, which is what I now see my main focus of with the service is medicines optimization and individualization for, for patients. Mm. And I've done that through um, starting this kind of working document that we call the clinical pharmacist pathway. And it's like a live document which manages um, and keeps track of a patient's medication history um, and interviews with patients about what's best for them um, as well as a clinician's view on on what we've found works for them in the past and what hasn't, and then all of that information together um, provides valuable information on a continuum because patients go through a continuum with mental health services from inpatient to outpatient and then back in and all that kind of thing. So it keeps all of that medicines information together, to, and it allows clinicians and myself to make um, you know, really quick treatment decisions should things need to be changed. And is there a specific platform in which you collate all this information? Um, kind of. So that I suppose the eventual aim is to have this all as an electronic system, but um, Lex DHB Mental Health Services is unfortunately still a paper-based system, so it sits within a special kind of um, area of the file that I keep updated with the patients that I see. So who was involved in the service development, and what degree of support did you have? Um, essentially, I carried out the whole project myself, um, but I'd really like to take this opportunity, though, to thank my pharmacy manager, Gillian Sutherland. So um, without her backing and support, letting me run wild with what it is that I wanted to create, there was no way I would have been able to do it, really. Um, the support that she gave me was amazing. So um, her, she has like this mantra of letting pharmacists work to the very top of their scope. Um, and that's what really allowed me to create what it is that I did. Um, and now we're kind of using this service development to show what it is that pharmacists can do when they have the opportunity or are given the opportunity um, to work towards the top of their scope. Um, and we can hopefully share that to share what was actually possible. Um, yeah, but also I had support from the senior, senior leadership team of the mental health services mm -hmm. who kind of supported any intervention that I wanted to put into place um, and also just the teams that I kind of started working with um, they were all so welcoming so that was awesome as well. And part of this clinical service was to have a pharmacist as part of the Lakes DHB mental health service for the very first time. Did you have to develop a case for this? Um, not really so um, the case for the pharmacist was already developed when I took the job um, but we needed to redistribute the FTE from the rest of the hospital in order to kind of facilitate that. Mm -hmm. So we had to put a case for an additional pharmacist um, so that I could then move across into mental health, essentially. And tell me, what does this mental health clinical pharmacy service look like in practice? 
Well, it looks like now that it's really taking over. So I work within two teams mainly. The first is the um, inpatient team, and I'm involved with all aspects of inpatient care. So predominantly my job is medicines and optimization and individualization, um, and that's for all patients that come through the unit. Um, and this involves reviewing patients, optimizing therapy, uh, attending all the patient reviews with the doctors, being part of a ward round and all um, multidisciplinary team meetings as well. Um, <clears throat> but I also work really closely with the nurses and the doctors as well. Um, and I'm part of their emergency de-escalation and restraint teams. And I do a lot of quality improvement work um, and as well as some of the boring stuff like updating and writing policies and procedures. Mm -hmm. um, and the other role that I have as well is um, within the mental health services for older people's team. Um, and in that particular team, I complete initial mental health assessments on new referrals that come through from um, GPs. Um, for patients that have really extensive comorbid physical illness and complex medicines regimens, and after I've done that initial assessment and initial treatment recommendations, then um, I follow them up um, together with the psychogeriatrician as well. Uh, and I also do a bit of kind of um, work with the mental health services for adults community team on more of a kind of consulting basis, consulting basis when, uh, when some complex um, cases come up, essentially. And has there ever been a service like this at Rotorua Hospital before? No, not at all. Um, this is completely new. Um, but the lessons that kind of I've learned from doing this project are shaping some of the existing clinical services that we have there and as well as helping us make new ones. Um, and in addition, I've also been kind of sharing some of my um, mental health specific clinical pharmacy service learnings with other DHBs to help them gain some more mental health pharmacy FTE because we need more. <laughs> so from your learnings from developing this particular service, do you think it, something similar to this type of service could be implemented into other hospital settings? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think giving um, someone the ability or the freedom to kind of make Quite big changes is necessary though, so we made some really big changes um, <clears throat> and kind of moved away from some of the really stock standard clinical pharmacy um, type tasks that um, a lot of clinical pharmacists are expected to complete. Um, so I think you kind of need to change the way you think about the way you're providing the service to be able to achieve kind of or replicate some of the results that I was able to do. And finally, now that you do have the results from this project and you're going to be going to Zurich to talk about it now as well, <laughs> um, will this mental health clinical service continue? Yeah, 100% it will continue. Um, and I'll, I'm just going to continue to shape it and develop it to, to get better outcomes for the patients as well. Um, and I see becoming a prescribing pharmacist um, being an awesome part of the service in the near future as well. But I don't want to lose it. I have too much fun. It's a great job and I, I love seeing patients get better and stay well for longer. That's why it's so rewarding. Wonderful. It's great to hear your motivation and passion <laughs> about what you're actually doing as well. So that's fantastic. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today, Brock.
My pleasure. CollegeCast is brought to you by Sharina Bassan from the College Education and Training Business Unit of the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. All views of our guests in these episodes are their own.